Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Groups on Facebook. Our partners, LostWorldOnSports.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Hey, good evening, sports fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL Podcast, episode number 552. I'm your host, Christopher Jones, coming to you from Merritt, British Columbia. Yes. Okay, so what's going on in the world of sports? Well, there's all sorts of things. The Jaguars game is on right now. I'm kind of kind of looking at that. I'm not an NFL fan in any way, shape, or form or everything else, but they, uh, they activated, uh, uh, what's his name, Nathan Rourke to the active roster from the, plaster, uh, from the practice roster. And uh, we'll see what's going on there. It, it's uh, nine minutes left in the game, and it's uh, 24-16 for the uh, Jaguars. But Rourke is not the quarterback. But it should be because this other quarterback is just terrible. Anyhow, okay, um, so what's going on? What's cool? What's wonderful? Uh, we're, we're in week 20. So for some reason, and I don't know what it is, the schedule guys created a massive back end by week for everybody. Okay. So it, it's kind of weird because right now there's only three games this week. There's only three games next week. So right now, um, all the Western teams are playing BC, Calgary, Saskatchewan, Edmonton, and Winnipeg. Toronto is the only Eastern team that's playing. So Hamilton, Montreal, and Ottawa have a bye this week. And next week, it kind of goes the other way where um, Winnipeg and Calgary are the only Western teams that are playing. Hamilton, Montreal, Toronto, and Ottawa are playing. So BC, Edmonton, and Saskatchewan have a final bye in the final week of the season before they go into the playoffs. Uh, Okay for BC because I think they're going to be hosting the semifinals. Uh, So they're going to have Calgary or Saskatchewan. Uh, Winnipeg is going to go into – they're playing on the final week, and then they get a bye week, and they go into the hosting the the Western final. Now, that's yet to be determined if BC, Calgary tonight, Winnipeg loses, which I don't really see them losing to Edmonton. But, you know, hey, you know, who knows? It's a 12-4 and four team, 12-4 four, and four team against a 4-13 and 13 team. So – Odds are that Winnipeg is going to win this, but who the hell knows? It's the CFL. Okay, so um, anyhow, that's enough ranting and stupidness. Um, I, I, the, the mics are open for the guys. and so you're, you're, you're making funny noises, so we can all hear you. Um, anyhow, uh, Charles, welcome to the show, buddy. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Uh, doing well. Doing well. Just a... Uh, one day in rain-soaked Lower Mainland. I, I was actually down there on Tuesday. It wasn't bad. It was on and off raining, but uh, uh, I had to go for a social worker meeting with my regarding my mother. And uh, okay, long story, but we're not going to go there. It's not really that important. But um, everything seems to be okay there. And uh, I got to hang out I- with my mom for four hours, and that was kind of fun. Nice. Interesting. Yeah, it was. I haven't done that in a long time. And uh, 
What else That's is going on? It, t- today was a really nice sunny day up here. I, I, I was down in my here. t-shirt. And I was sweating down in my t-shirt. We're roofing it's supposed my to be nice here tomorrow. Cool. Yeah. So up up in the yep. mid-20s here. Mid-20s for us. Sunshine. Yeah. No, we weren't anywhere near there. We're going to be 18 and cloudy tomorrow, or partly sunny, so it would be a uh, little bit better. We'll see what happens. Okay, William, yep. welcome to the show, my friend. How are you? I am good. It was uh, actually 24 here today, and Tuesday it's supposed to be minus 4 with snow. I love Alberta. I love Alberta. I I don't understand why you're there, but that's beside the point. Well, where else would I go? BC? Fuck no. Yeah. Okay. Why not? Not a a chance. You know what the problem is with BC? The problem with BC what? is there's too many people. There's too many people from BC in BC. That's what the problem is. Hmm. Well, the problem with BC so, is there's too many people from Alberta in BC. Well, so there is a lot of those. There is a lot of those I've heard. So yeah. And yeah, I just, I just, you know, you know what? Um, my uh, wife's hairdresser was over tonight doing doing everybody's hair. And she had pictures. She just came back from uh, Costa Rica. Now, yeah. there's a nice place. There is a nice it's, place, okay? I, I've been that there several nice times. Place. It's beautiful. I would move there. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's one of the few countries in the world where I can say that I honestly would move there. And I've been she around is. the world. I used to own a travel agency. So I've been around a, a bunch of places all over the place. And Costa Rica is mm-hmm. uh, my second, second love. Yes, so she's seriously contemplating moving there because apparently real estate is still pretty cheap there. So yep. It, so there you go. They have better medical than we have here. They're not a third mm-hmm. world country, you know. They have uh, they they've been doing massive amounts of recycling for forty years, better than what we ever have. They're very big on the environment. They have protected parks and. They have no standing army, so all of their money that doesn't go to the military goes towards education and health care. And it has legalized prostitution. Uh-huh. Well, there you go. What more would you want? A good good Catholic community. Yeah. Huh. And apparently uh, apparently condos for between forty five and a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. So I knew a guy, or I met a guy down there, and he had he bought an apartment building. It was only eight units or twelve units or something like this. It was quite small, uh, on the beach in uh, uh, just outside of Nosara, and uh, in the Nicoya Peninsula, up uh, northwest on the Pacific side of things. And he bought it for like two hundred thousand dollars, and he makes enough money to live off of these units. And all he does is just hang out on the beach down at the cantina with his dog all day and then goes and sits and reads a book and wanders around and goes home and that's it. And his entire life, he was like 24, 25 years old when I met him, quite young. And uh, he just uh, sold off a bunch of stocks in BC and moved to Costa Rica and and retired in in his early 20s. What he's doing now, I have no idea because I haven't seen him in 30 years, but um, yeah. It was, it, it was kind of a, a, an amazing story. 
And and my 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 hairdresser said she met three women down there who went on vacation there eight years ago from the U.S. Never went home from Cali- yeah. from California and said, "Fuck this, we're never leaving," and they've been yeah. there ever since. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah, I uh, I spent one night in the uh, in the casino in the Holiday Inn in. Uh, San Jose and what an amazing night and it cost me twenty dollars. Uh-huh. And I played I played blackjack the entire night and they brought me dinner and drinks and all, tried to distract me with very nice looking girls and I just sat there with I put twenty dollars on the table at the end of the night I picked my twenty dollars up and left. It was just like seriously <clears throat> it, it was just mm. a wonderful, wonderful night. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, now I want to go to Costa Rica. Yeah, huh. uh, seriously, it's a great, great country. It's a great place to go visit. They have some amazing rainforest. Uh, you know how they zip line through the rainforest? It's it's absolutely amazing there. Uh, yeah, it's it's just a cool place. Yeah, I couldn't do the zip lining thing. I've always wanted to go zip lining, but I never, ever, ever meet the maximum weight requirement okay <laughs> ah okay i i've just always looked at it and 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 it, it's a little bit too close to skydiving for me yep i'm yeah. i'm in the same boat there uh, I, there's no way i'm gonna jump out of a perfectly good airplane and something about flying between trees uh, i'm not a monkey Yeah. Yeah. Well. I I don't know. It's just it's 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 not something that I I I might do it. Who knows? I can't yeah, see well. it being much different than a little faster than a uh, than a um, uh, chairlift on a ski run. Kind of similar. Well, right? maybe. Yeah, but I I tend to wonder in a place like Costa Rica, how old is the rope? Okay. Uh, okay, that's your valid question. You know, no, 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 no. It, it, it's amazing what they have down there, buddy. Don't don't go there. I know they cater to tourists, so they'd probably be safe. Because if they're not safe, yeah. then nobody would go there. So, but yeah, hundred percent. I, I would trust anything in Costa Rica over anything in Mexico. Yeah, I've never I just, been to Mexico, I, so I couldn't tell you. I just do not like Mexico. Do not like it. Yeah. Basically, because there's far hmm. too many Mexicans there. But, well, go go figure. Who would know? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, who knew that, right? I mean, I mean, imagine that. Yeah, it's just imagine unbelievable. That. Imagine that. Yes, indeedy. Okay, so let's talk some football here. Yeah. Uh, we've got we had four games last week. That's the last four game week we're going to have. Uh, the first one was the the BC Lions into Hamilton to play the Tiger Cats. Now both BC and Hamilton were playing for playoff positions. Both were had locked up. Actually, I don't think Hamilton had actually locked up the final spot yet because there still was the potential for the crossover. But by them winning, that eliminated the crossover. Uh, BC had to win to keep pace with um, Winnipeg. Winnipeg. 
and uh, and everything went down. This was an amazing game. It was very exciting. It was very back and forth. I was impressed with it. I was really impressed with Hamilton and how they played football. And I I really think they're the dark horse in the East. It would be so cool to see Hamilton make it to the Grey Cup, although they made it to the Grey Cup, what, five, six times in the last decade and, and, and come up dry. Uh, yep. So I, you know, what's the big deal for them getting there? But it is at their Hamilton's arena or stadium, should I say. And uh, it would be uh, kind of a cool thing that Hamilton gets there. And just to knock off Toronto would just make me feel good. So we'll see what happens. But anyhow, this game went back and forth. It was, uh, it was one of those things that this is how the Winnipeg game should have ended. Okay? Seven seconds left on the clock. BC Lions throw a pass down, gets them in field goal range. The receiver hits the dirt. We come in. We do a walk-off field goal. Two seconds left in the game. Sean White puts it through the uprights, and we win 33-30. to Okay. It was just, it was absolutely what should have happened in Winnipeg. And I cannot get over the audacity of the Winnipeg Blue Bomber fans who think that the victory against the BC Lions was because they were such an awesome team. It just, it irks me to no end that the fact that BC won that game if they didn't make a mistake. There was nothing Winnipeg could have done to stop them. And Dominic Rimes didn't go down. So, very sad, but uh, this was a very entertaining game. I enjoyed it, and uh, I'll let Charles tell you a little bit more about it. Yeah, it's exactly what we wanted to have happen the week before, only uh, they got it right this time. Uh, apparently, um, Keon Hatcher got the memo that Dominic Rhyme failed to get a week before, but this was a very, very entertaining football game. Forget if you were cheering for one team or the other. Uh, uh, as a Lions fan, it had me panicky at times. But other than that, it was an outstanding football game. It was uh, back and forth, uh, good offense, some good defensive plays. Um, give credit to Hamilton. And I'm going to even say something here. Uh, Bo Levi Mitchell, he played in this game. Uh, for the majority of the first half, I think he came out right at the beginning of the second half. He actually played relatively well. I mean, for what he can do, I mean, he's still not throwing with any authority. And some of these passes he's throwing, they're lame ducks. So it's they're 50-50. But, hey, he was completing passes and so on. I thought that when Matt Schlitz came in, I thought Matt Schlitz played very well. Vernon Adams Jr. was outstanding again in this game. Got hurt late. Uh, and then Dane Evans comes in to put a dagger in the heart of his uh, former team there as he uh, uh, ends up um, coming in and on the final drive, and I think he went four for four, five for five, got the team into uh, field goal range, and then um, Sean White uh, cleaned it up with the field goal to win the game. So it was an outstanding, entertaining football game. Heart-stopping if you were a Lions or Ticat fan, but hey, excellent game, entertaining game. Lions get the win, so they're still not out of it uh, as far as hosting the Western Final. I mean, it's still going to take a mini miracle, but hey, they're doing the part that they need to do to uh, have a shot. So 
good for them and uh, a good win, a good bounce back after getting beaten the week before and entertaining game. Uh, that ended the Ticats shot at a home playoff game, so that kind of sucks for them. But, hey, they still played pretty well in this one. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Um, so, actually, beast, oh, we'll talk about that after. Okay, uh, William. Yeah, like you, like you both said, I was quite entertained by this game. It went back and forth. And, yeah, BC finally got it right this time. Okay, and and they won the game. Um, what Charles said about about Bowley by Mitchell, yeah, he played good, and 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 uh, he was there was some lame duck passes. But I was I had a conversation with somebody this week in the know with the Calgary Stampeders, and they said the thing that the Stampeders are missing this year is a leader, and Bowley by Mitchell was their leader and they said if nothing else he was a leader and 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 that is the biggest difference this year they have no leadership so that's a pretty interesting statement so and i i tend to i tend to agree with them because there has been something that hasn't been right in calgary all year long and i think this guy nailed it right on the head so but yeah, no, the BC Hamilton game was interesting. It was good. Um, once again, in the East, and it's happened many, many times, because the teams in the East usually have shitty records and they're pretty close. So on any given day, anybody can beat anybody else. And I wouldn't be surprised if Hamilton, I mean, let's face it, Montreal's beatable. There's no doubt about it. And it could very easily happen. It could very easily happen. So, and then once again, you think about Toronto hasn't had a meaningful game in how many weeks now? By the time they get to the fucking Eastern final, they're going to be bored out of their skulls. So anything's possible, man. Anything is possible. Yeah, they got to get past Montreal first. But that is Cody Fajardo. Yep. Yep. That is Cody Fajardo. And I think currently Hamilton has three okay quarterbacks, and I think all of them are better than Cody Fajardo. So. Yeah. You know what I mean? I do. I do. And and, and you're so, correct. There you go. Yep. Yep. So let's see what happens. It'll be interesting. Okay. So the uh, final score, I think we alluded to it several times, was 33 to 30 for BC over Hamilton. That was a total of 63 points, high scoring game. Uh, Charles took BC. You got 108. William took Hamilton and got six. CJ took BC, got 112. And Rudy took Hamilton and got zero. No, totally shut out in this game. So the next game up is is the battle in the West that we're having between Saskatchewan and Calgary. Had six.
Hello? Hello? I think he did vanish. I can hear you, but CJ's okay. not there anymore. And I, and I can hear you, too. Yep. Okay. So, anyway, well, continue on with what CJ was going to say. All right, well, we're going on to the second game of the week in the CFL, which was, Jesus, i got to pull it up. Was it it's Saskatchewan and Calgary, correct? Correct, in yes. Calgary. And it was the and coldest game, game of the year. It was the coldest no, game did. of the year so far, so far. Yep. So, well, do they have any more home games? Or I think they have one uh, next week, right? That's their last game of the week. Yes, sir. Last... Uh, oh, okay. Winnipeg. Against Winnipeg. On a, oh, okay. On a on a Friday night at eight at eight p.m. Oh, oh boy. Okay. And that could end and up I'm being not, an important uh, game for both teams. And you what? Yeah, and I'm I'm thinking it's going to be an important game, maybe. And uh, I'm gonna sit in my basement and watch it. <laughs> oh, you're not you're not, not venturing out into I'm the cold. Not, I'm not doing the cold anymore. Sorry. Okay. Well, this game was a, a this chance. was a tale of yeah. This game was really a tale of two uh, a tale of two ga- uh, games because quite perfectly the um, Calgary Stampeders were awful in the first half of this game. Both offensive and defensively, they looked terrible. They looked absolutely out of sync. And it looked like the uh, Saskatchewan Rough Riders might walk away with this one. And they may have if they were competent. But um, uh, unfortunately, the second half came. And I don't know, maybe Dave Dickinson yelled at them and screamed at them or did something at halftime because... They really woke up in the second half, and they outscored Saskatchewan 21 to six in the second half after being outscored 13 to five in the first half in a game that Saskatchewan looked absolutely lost in, or excuse me, Calgary looked absolutely lost in in the first half. And I don't know, it's like they flipped the switch and they put up 21 points in the second half. You guys there? DJ What's going back. on? Yeah, we're still here. I don't know. Yeah, you vanished. We're here and, now. Yeah. Wow, I don't know. I lost my. I, I was ran and raving about this game. How much of it did you guys hear? Any of it? Not really. Uh, no. <laughs> Go ahead. Go crazy. Wow, that's kind of weird because I had a good rant that was going, and it just just didn't work, eh? Hmm. Apparently not. Um. No. Well, it's too bad. Okay. So the the, the game had uh, serious playoff implications with Calgary. And uh, Saskatchewan, Saskatchewan with six wins on the season, Calgary with four. If they got – Calgary wins two more games, Saskatchewan doesn't win any, then uh, Calgary gets the, the final playoff position, and that's kind of where they're sitting right now. So this, this was a huge four-point game for Calgary. Uh, they really could uh, jump up on Saskatchewan if they could win this game. Uh, it went back and forth. But the game itself kind of, like, was scary because, like, I think it was, like, 14 nothing for Saskatchewan. And I'm going, shit, if it go, this is boring. This is a terrible game. Uh, I'm going, I'm surprised Will's still there. Is it, did Will go home? Um, and then, uh, actually, I went off and I, I did a bunch of stuff. And I came back and Calgary was winning. And I went, holy shit, awesome. So it, it showed some true character for, or some grit 
from the Calgary Stampeders because they hadn't showed that all year. This was a come-from-behind victory at home, and they played well, obviously well enough to win, but they, they showed some character. Like I said, that they haven't showed all season. They, they, they had some, showed some moxie, and I was really kind of impressed with that. So my question, Will, was how long did you stay at the game? Did you stay all the way through to the end? And what was your thoughts on the game, buddy? Well, I did stay for the whole game. I had contemplated going home at halftime because, number one, it was cold out. Number two, the Stampeders, that was the worst offensive output I've seen in a Stampeder team in 30-plus years. Their quarterback was their quarterback was horrible. Their offensive tackles sucked big time. And uh, I was close to going home, but but what happened in the first half is uh, um, Craig Dickinson made a stupid decision. He he, they were they were they, the wind was was facing them. And they were in the end zone, and he decided to give Calgary a two-point conversion. Know what happened, and it was only two points, and it became 13-2 at that time. But it seemed to bring Calgary to life. Mm-hmm. And, then, and, then, and then, of course, they gave up the two-point conversion, so they had to kick off to Calgary. And Calgary went on a little bit of a drive, and they managed to kick a field goal. And then it was 13-5 at halftime. So, Charles, you saying their defense was awful. Their defense wasn't that awful. And then, and then the second half came along, and, hey, I, and, and, and they were, the players were asked if Dave Dickinson read them the riot act, and they said no. They said he was just matter of fact, like guys, it's it's either now or never, and our season is over. So, you know, pull up your big and girl right. pants and see what you got. And they and did. He's right. And yeah. uh, I mean, Calgary, Calgary, their defense picked off a pass and ran it in for a touchdown. They had a fumble. They had some sacks. Donna Gala is not a really good quarterback. So, and they came back and won the game, to my surprise, despite, and it was a little bit of a shit game for me. Not only was it not not very entertaining, but I invited two of my field guys to come to the game, and both of them were completely shit-faced, and I just hate sitting next to drunks, okay? Yeah, and uh, and uh, so they eventually went away and got lost, which was okay. But then, with 45 seconds left in the game, there was three older Saskatchewan guys sitting in front of me, and they were drunk. And then behind me, there was four young Calgary fans, and they were drunk, and they started beaking at the Saskatchewan fans, and before you know it. It was like, oh, shit, these guys are actually going to fight each other. 
over a fucking football game. Yeah. So I'm at the I'm at the age where I don't like to get a wayward punch in the side of the head. So I decided at 45 seconds left, I've had enough. I'm going home, and I left, and that was the end of the game. But Calgary played and won and lived for another day. But did you not see my point? It, they actually showed some some spirit. Uh, they came from I behind. They, they, I, they were I, like 13-nothing. Yeah, I think they got lucky, and Saskatchewan's not a very good team. Just for every year, or sorry, every time this year, when I have expectations of Calgary, I get disappointed. And do you realize that Calgary has not won back-to-back games this year? Yes, that's correct. Okay, which is just which is unheard of in Calgary, okay? So this is this is by far and away, regardless of what happens, this is by far and away the worst season I've ever been involved with with Calgary Stampeders. Hands down. I, I, I even, don't disagree with you. Even even worse than the year when Matt Dunnigan was the head coach. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> if that's fucking possible. Yeah. It is possible. I, I, I believe so. Yeah, so it is what it is. And, I mean, you know what? Calgary's had lots and lots of injuries, but the the receiving core they fielded in this game was just horrific. Okay? And they still managed to win. So what does that tell you about Saskatchewan? Oh, like, pure garbage. Holy fuck. But, you Absolutely. know, the, the one thing I noticed about this game was that um, Jake Mayer wasn't throwing bad footballs, but his receivers were just dropping, dropping, and dropping them. Left and right. It, it was, yeah, it was but catastrophic. He was also – he was also – okay, so I I – watch this game to be honest with you because I, I was trying to I was trying to see if I was actually that down on Jake Mare or if Jake Mare is that fucking bad and I watched this game four times okay and I'm sorry Jake Mare is that bad okay it doesn't help yeah. I was trying to figure out if it was his offensive line or if it was Jake Mayer. And there was a number of times where the offensive line protected him and he made the wrong read. And then a couple of yep. times he hung guys out for fucking suicide passes. Okay? And that's the reason that's the reason Reggie Begleton wasn't p- playing because the week before he hung Reggie Begleton out for a suicide pass and he I got blown he up. cracked a rib or something. Yeah. Yeah. So, but he is playing yeah. this week. So that that's an Anthony Jake, Calvillo thing. It yeah, is. Jake Mayer is not a Jake Mayer is not a good quarterback. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, Anthony anyway. Calvillo used to do that all the time. He would hang his receivers out to dry, and the only reason why 
anything ever happened is because Ben Cahoon was one of the fuckers in the game. I mean, he would catch the ball, he'd get blown up, and he'd still hold on to the ball. And, and amazing what he did. Anyhow. Charles, you want to go, or did you go while I was talking to the wall? Well, I kind of went where you were, to, where you were gone, basically, and just uh, saying how the stamps looked like crap in the first half and kind of flipped the switch in the second half and looked a whole lot better. So, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, just Saskatchewan, you're right, Will. I, I said that their defense didn't play very well, but the defense was actually fine in the first half. They only gave up 13 points, and that's probably a good thing because um, uh, they, they give it up much more. They may not have come back, but... Yes, Saskatchewan's a, a dog of a team. I'm sorry. And we're going to get to uh, their their illustrious coach later, uh, who seems to say something stupid almost every week now. Um, but, uh, yeah, Calgary was desperate. They're still trying to cling to a, a possible playoff spot, and you could tell that in the second half. And Saskatchewan, you think, should be desperate too, trying to um, hold the um, – um, hold the uh, lead, but um, that uh, I think going to, it was not the same there. No. No, it just didn't look good. It did not look good for them at all. Not at all. Okay, so that's it. Saskatchewan, 19 points. Calgary, 26. Total is 45. Charles, you took Calgary, 132 points. Will, you took Calgary, 132 points. Uh, CJ took Calgary, 136 points. Will and I were opposite scores. There you go. Um, and uh, Rudy took Calgary, and he got 128. So he was the low man out of all of them. So the next game... Also had playoff implications. Edmonton was still clinging to a uh, playoff spot with it would, it would be a real challenge for them because or, or had they already been eliminated because Saskatchewan had the season series. I think they had already been eliminated. They were eliminated. Montreal. They were gone. They were eliminated. Yeah, they were gone. Yeah. And Mont- Montreal was fighting for a. Um, home playoff position still, and they still are. Right. That, that, right, Hamilton and, and Montreal are I still kind of fighting. I believe they've now clinched home that playoff. Is, right, okay, okay. They have clinched it now with this victory. Um, but at that point yes. in time, they had not. Because Hamilton no, had won. Hamilton had lost, and Montreal needed one more victory or another Hamilton loss to clinch, and that kind of happened here. Uh, so Montreal went in, played Edmonton. I was very disappointed with some of the decisions that were made by Chris Jones. And it, it just seems funny how you were talking about Craig Dickinson giving up a safety for, for field position. Um, and Chris Jones didn't, he kicked the ball out of five yards deep out of his end zone. And, uh, and Montreal got the ball on like the 35 or the 40 yard line or something like this and went down. and it, Right. I 
I really want to say that this is one of the better quarter, uh, better coaches in the CFL, but he just hasn't been proving it this year with some of the decisions that he has made during the game. So it, it, it's almost like I want him to get lose the head coaching position and just stay with the GM sort of thing. Can you do that? I don't know. Um, I don't know what's going on there. He he makes some dumb decisions, and I want to defend him, and I, I'm starting to really have a problem with it. But uh, Montreal, uh, even Cody Fajardo didn't play a bad game, even though we're talking about Cody Fajardo. I don't know. I don't know. Charles, you talk about this one. Well, Montreal was the only team in this game that actually had something to play for, and I think it uh, somewhat showed in this game. They they were far and away the better team. Uh, they actually looked interested in this game. I didn't think uh, that the um, excuse me, I didn't think that the um, Elks looked all that interested for most of the game. They they went through no. the motions. They uh, they put up a few points. They got up to 21 points, but the, they just it just seemed like right from the beginning that um, I know they got out to the early lead, 14 to three, and then after that they just kind of lost interest. Montreal put up 23 points in the second quarter, and uh, it didn't seem like Edmonton cared from that point on. They weren't going to expend any energy to try and come back. Why would they? Their season's all over. They're pretty much playing out the string. I mean, you could say play for pride, but you know what? They they just don't care. So, um, Montreal, yeah, I agree with you. I thought Montreal looked pretty good in this game. They weren't exactly getting the uh, the biggest, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for, opposition. But, hey, they were able to uh, come through and um, – pull out uh, a victory, a pretty impressive victory. They fell behind early, but were able to come back. Uh, it's hard to really say anything about uh, Edmonton right now. They're just uh, a team just kind of twisting in the wind. Uh, I'll be interested to see what they're going to do in the off season. if Chris Jones is going to be brought back, if they're going to, uh, like you say, maybe does he go upstairs and become just a GM and they bring in somebody else? I don't know what they're going to do. Uh, he's, he's got two more years. Two seasons. I know, that's the problem. That's why they'll probably end up bringing him back because they don't want to spend the extra money. But uh, we'll see what happens. I, I don't know if they're um, – uh, what's the word I'm looking for? If they're going to just stay complacent or not. So we'll have to wait and see until uh, the off season. although their off season is going to start in a couple of weeks. So, uh, And Montreal, they're just getting ready for the playoffs now, and they've now clinched a home playoff game. So – Good for them. We'll see how they uh, make out. It'll be Hamilton. They're playing in in the round one. We'll see how that. Uh, we'll see how they make out with that. I mean, Edmonton did play some good football coming down the stretch here. Although they didn't, mm-hmm. the, the their opponents weren't stellar either. You know, and it, 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 it's really hard to judge anything this season when there's only three teams that are playing decent football. Yeah. Right? I mean, you can say here that, you know, Montreal is the best best of the the 
two, bottom two thirds, you know, the tallest midget thing. Uh, but they're they're not that good a football team. They're just better than the rest of the junk. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't know what else, how else or how you can't sugarcoat that in any way, shape, or form. There's three teams at the top, and there's the rest <clears> of the junk. <throat> William, Montreal, Edmonton. Well, I was in a mood to watch a football game, so I did watch this football game. And 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 it was a good football game for the first half. Edmonton led that game twenty one to three. Yeah. And then I guess and then I guess Edmund and then I guess Montreal said, What the fuck are we doing? And Jason Moss probably yelled and before you know it, they score 23 points in the second quarter. And they're up 23-21. And then for the rest of the game, there was a whopping nine points scored, which was the second half, which made yeah. this game fucking horrific to watch. So I turned it off about the middle of the third quarter because I'd seen enough. And I don't know how how a Chris how a Chris Jones defense let Montreal come back like that, but they did. But obviously they didn't want any output because nothing really mattered if they lost or not. It didn't really matter. So, so you can't blame them. No, yeah, you kind of want to say they mailed this one in, but you know, they shouldn't be doing that. Well, I would think they'd be playing for jobs, but who knows? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's really hard to say. Yeah. So final score on this one was thirty-five to twenty-one. Montreal Alouettes over the Edmonton Elks. Um, total score was fifty-six. Uh, so they covered the over. Uh, Charles, you took Montreal. You got 118. Will, you went with Edmonton. You got 14. CJ went with Montreal, 126. Rudy went with Montreal, got 110. Now, the last game is the zero game for the week. So, there was absolutely nothing in this game for either team. Ottawa had been grossly eliminated from playoff contention four and a half months ago or something. I don't know what it was. But uh, they they were not even close to playing in the playoffs. And Toronto had secured the top of the division at least three, if not four, weeks ago. So they had nothing to play for. Uh, why Toronto actually did what they did, but they did, uh, they played a decent game of football and put up some points. And uh, Chad Kelly played a lot more of this game than I thought he would have. I thought they would have just taken a little bit and played him a bit and then put him on a bench and save him up. And, but that just didn't happen. So, uh, I don't know. Charles, Toronto, Argonauts, Red Blacks. Well, this kind of went uh, about what I was expecting. You've got one team, the first place team, I mean, they really don't have anything to play for. They've clinched first place. Uh, they're not uh, – they don't have anything to worry about in terms of the playoffs. But and then you've got Ottawa, a team that's in last place, and they're not going anywhere either. 
Um, to be perfectly honest, this was another go-through-the-motions game. Uh, Ottawa tried to put up a little bit of a fight, but once you get a team like Ottawa that's uh, losing and they, they fall behind, uh, they got up a little bit early out of the gate, and then uh, Toronto, they battled back, and once Toronto got the lead back from them, that pretty much was it for the Red Blacks. They turned around, took their ball, and went home for the most part because they did not want to expend the energy to try and come back. Why would they? It meant nothing. Um, it's just you, you get that at this time of year when you got teams that are out of playoff contention against teams that are just trying not to get hurt. Uh, you get a team that goes up, and that that's uh, they get up, and away they go. So, not all that um, big time surprised either, to be perfectly honest. So, uh, you're just seeing uh, kind of how this season goes. So, um, there's not a lot, lot to say on this one. Toronto just went out and won the game. Uh, that they were supposed to win. They, they. I don't think they played anywhere near their best. There's no urgency there for Toronto, but they just did basically enough to um, get out in front of Ottawa. And once they did that, Ottawa pretty much rolled over and played dead. That's pretty much how this game went. It was not all that exciting, to be honest. No, not at all. William. Yeah, I'm going to tell you the truth. I didn't watch this football game because I thought it would be a stinker, and apparently it was. And you weren't far off. I, 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 I tend to wonder, and I know they don't have a choice, but I still tend to wonder why they would play some of the guys they played in this game because if they get hurt, man, they're fucked. They're screwed. So, but I guess it's uh, it's hard to say. It's hard to say, but anyways, I did not watch, so I'm not going to comment on the game. Okay, so this one finaled out at uh, Toronto Argonauts 40, Ottawa Red Blacks 27. So it was a total... 67 points, another high-scoring game. Charles, you took Toronto at 114. Will, you went with Ottawa, got zeros. Uh, CJ took Toronto at 104, and Rudy took Toronto at 102. So the uh, – turn that off there. Where Where's my Sparky? There he is. So what happened this week? So CJ – Came out with 478 points. Charles right behind him at 472. Rudy with 340. And Will at 156. So you're maintaining this position right behind me here. So CJ's got 6,358. Charles is back 150 points-ish at 6,204. Rudy's in the weeds at 48, uh, sorry, 58-44, and Will at 43-78. And that's kind of where it's going to go. I don't see this much changing in the next two weeks. The games are far too predictable. So we'll see what happens. 
Speaking of games for this week, we have three. We have Calgary in BC, we have Toronto in Saskatchewan, and we have Edmonton in Winnipeg. So the Edmonton-Winnipeg game may or may not be important. The BC-Calgary game is important to both BC and Calgary. If Calgary wins, they'll be tied with Saskatchewan. If BC wins, they go up a game on Winnipeg. So very interesting game. So BC is is an eight-and-a-half-point favorite with the over-under at 50. the Toronto game is Toronto is uh, the favorite at nine and a half points with the over under of 50.5 and Winnipeg is an 11 point favorite with the over under of 50. The pick'em trade so trend so far as BC at 89, Toronto at 81 and Winnipeg at 95. That's where we sit on this. Now, We've got Rudy, who is not here tonight. I don't know if anybody out there really noticed that, but it's true. Um, He's not here with us. So he picked the BC Lions in the first game, and he went with 50 points. So, Charles, the first game, you got the Calgary Stampeders into the Dome to play the Lions. Who are you picking, and what's your total score? If Calgary gets off to the same kind of start uh, they did against uh, Saskatchewan uh, last week, I don't think they're going to be uh, as close as they were. Uh, as BC will bury them. I think BC will, yeah, BC will destroy them. Let's, be, let, let's call it like, like it is. Um, I think BC is going to win this game. They're, they're still trying to hunt down, although, like I said, it's a long shot. They got to do their part to still try and keep themselves in position to potentially get first place. I know it's highly unlikely, but they still got to do their part. And Winnipeg doesn't play till the next day, so they've got to um, uh, they've got to play this game like they're still in it. And I think they're going to play still in it. The one thing I'll say about this, it makes me a little bit nervous, is. The fact the Lions are going to start Vernon Adams. Now, the reason I say this is because he got banged up toward, at the end of the game last week in, in Hamilton. And uh, it's a knee injury. The knee injuries are not something you want to screw around with. And I think Dane Evans is a capable backup. I think he showed that when he came in and released. Especially against a team with, like Calgary that's not a great team. Honestly, I would have considered starting Dane Evans if Vernon Adams' knee is banged up, give him a couple weeks off to recover that knee. I, uh, I don't. I would hate to see him really injure that knee in what's essentially a mean nothing. I mean, sure, they still have the outside. It's, it's a very for, meaningful name. It's a really mean nothing game. It, let's face it. Uh, the odds of them getting first place is very. But I, even having said that. Dane Evans is a capable backup. I'd almost prefer it if he started this game. It's not going to happen. It is going to be Vernon Adams, so maybe they'll limit him maybe to the first half and give Dane Evans the second half. We'll have to wait and see. I am going to pick the Lions to beat Calgary. I'll see uh, BC uh, 48 points. How many points? 48 or 49. I'm not going to say 48. That's yours, so I'll go 49. 
49. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's, it, so you're going – what did I say this thing was? Uh, where did we go? Uh, so you're going under. The, co- the cover over under is 50. Yeah, I'll go under. You're going under. Okay. Yep. Uh, hey, William. Yes. Well, you know what? Um, I tend to agree with Charles as far as playing Vernon Adams go goes. Why? Well, because I mean, what if he does get hurt? What if he does get hurt? I mean, it it doesn't it doesn't take a good football team to hurt a quarterback. Okay. So, no, but what? But, then why is Chad Kelly still playing? Why is Zach Calero still playing? Well, that's a good question, and will it change if one of them gets hurt? So the other thing is maybe, and here's just a thought, I'll throw it out there, maybe BC is thinking if they do end up, if they do end up meeting Calgary in the playoffs, they don't want to give them any extra drive as in, they played Dane Evans. What if Calgary beats them? You don't want to give guys, you don't want to give guys any more motivation, okay, or anything, you know, going into the playoffs. Maybe that's the other reason they're playing Vernon Adams, or maybe he's requested that he plays because he likes he likes the time, okay, and he wants to stay stay sharp. So that's all I can think of. Um, uh, I don't. I don't have much. I don't have much hope for Calgary because they have not won back-to-back games this year. Why should they change now? Did last week's win against Saskatchewan give them hope? I fucking doubt it. Okay, because they haven't been a motivated football team all year. Of course, I'm still not going to pick against Calgary. So I'm going to go Calgary, and let's go 50. Okay. No, well, yeah, Rudy went with the Lions at 50. So CJ is coming in. Now, Here's the thing on Vernon Adams. If Vernon Adams is still slightly injured, I'd agree with you 100%. Why are you playing him? He doesn't need to be there. Um, is it Was it a, a slight tweak and then, you know, gave him three, four days off and everything's all better and he's worked it hard this this week and he still needs to get some playing action in and it is still an important game to BC. It's still an important game to Calgary, so Calgary's not going to mail it in. BC has to go out there and play hard. You you put in your number one quarterback. That just makes sense. Uh, if he's banged up, if he's not quite there yet, then you know what? You can afford to lose this game or at least um, put Dane Evans in and see what he can do, see whether or not he can win a game. Uh, I, I agree with you on that, Charles. But if he's not banged up and he is still capable of playing football, if he comes out there with a knee brace on and he's limping, what the fuck's he doing on the field? 
Right. I, I, I just have a serious problem with that. But I don't think he's going to be. I just think it was one of those things he got dinged up, he got, you know, and then you go in the hot tub, you take some drugs, anti-inflammatories, uh, and and all of a sudden he's uh, he's better after a couple of three games. Uh, is there always a this thing in the back of your head going, what when's that going to happen? He did have a knee injury last year, last year or this year, and uh, he was wearing the brace for a reason. Now he's got the brace back on. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's a hard one to pick. It, it's hard to decide in that, and we don't have all the information. We're not the trainers. We're not the physiotherapists. We're not the team doctor. We don't know what his status is as, as, as they do. And I would have to believe that those people wouldn't be putting him on the field if they didn't believe he was capable of playing at a high level. Because two weeks from now is a playoff game that is important. So do you let him rest for two weeks and then play in the, in the dome for the Western semifinal? That would make sense if he was banged up. If he's not banged up, he hey, needs to how, play football. How does this how does this sound for a season ending story in the CFL? Vernon Adams gets hurt in this game and he's out for the rest of the year and they put Dane Evans in and the B C Lions and Dane Evans end up playing the Hamilton Tiger Cats in the Grey Cup and Dane Evans wins. Wouldn't that be a story? I'd be perfectly okay with that. I'm perfectly okay with that. I think Dane Evans, um, oh, sorry, Vernon Adams is a better quarterback. I think our chances of beating Winnipeg in Winnipeg are going to be greater with Vernon Adams than they are going to be with Dane Evans. This is my personal opinion. Could be right, could be wrong. I don't know. I agree. So... You know, it, there's a lot of people out there, including a lot of Lion fans, who just are trashing Vernon Adams right now. And I just I don't, get, don't it. get it. I don't get it. He's the Stupidity. number one passer in the league right now, and not by a little bit. This, 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 this is the best. This is the best season he's ever had. By of course, far. it is. It's the, it's the best team he's what? ever been on. He's been on nothing but teams. Why are they, but, but why, why are they? Why are they cutting him down? I don't get that. Because people are idiots. The, he's literally okay. the first guy they blame whenever they lose. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's just you know, wrong, wrong way, Adams. You know, they're they're calling him all sorts of stuff, right? I mean, <laughs> it, it, Zach Caleros has. Damn near identical um, TD interception Number. numbers, yeah. almost identical. I don't think they're as and good. He, and he's back. He's he's trailing Adams by about 500 yards. I mean, that's a full game. I so, think I know what it is. I think I know what it is. Is there a lot of bigots in BC? Maybe that's it. It's not even. It's not just BC. It's a lot of bomber fans are coming at him. And Argo well, fans. I mean, it's, it's just everybody wants to just are. trash them for some reason, right? Of and there's nothing are. you can do about it. And you can't defend them because you just look stupid because you go, oh, yeah, well, no. Because Vernon Adams has a, a very colorful history, and it hasn't been good. 
Yeah, uh-uh. but it's like they're holding his history against him this year. I mean, he's playing much better this year than he's ever played in those previous years, but yet uh, they still bring it up, bring previous years up. Look at his his receivers, okay? I got into this argument with a couple of Bomber fans today, and I said, BC's got six awesome receivers. And then they start laughing and laughing that BC doesn't have six awesome receivers. There are, in the top 31, and I'm using 31 because that's the last BC receivers at 30, position 31, not 30. They've got six receivers in the top 30. That's 20% of the league. They have two in the top five. No other team has more than four in the top 30. No team. Just BC and all six are there. Mm-hmm. Including Dominic Rimes, who's only played eight, nine games. I, I don't get it. Uh-huh. I, I simply don't get it. I, I don't understand why. I, it, I guess it's just to make them feel better. A little bit make them feel better about their team. Because, like, Winnipeg has got some good receivers, no doubt about it. Dalton Schoen, uh, Kenny Lawler, Walensky. I mean, they have some nice receivers. They have some good receivers. Dembski. But your quarterback has to throw the ball. And, 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 you know, the argument is Dalton Schoen is the – the, the best receiver in the CFL. Well, he's not. The numbers don't say that. But then the argument is, oh, but Winnipeg is a run-first def- offense. So if he got as many targets as everybody else, he'd be he, – the, the ifs don't work. Well, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you my take on it. I am, uh, for some reason, and I don't know why, I'm more scared of uh, of the Vag than I am of uh, Calaris this year. Yeah, because uh, Calaris has been uh, way too inconsistent. Well, and 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 I I I think Vernon Adams runs better than Claris does. Claris doesn't okay. run. Well, he does when he gets into trouble. But Vernon Adams does it on purpose, and and yeah. he's very and he's very he's very uh, you know I, I agile I've like I've actually liked Vernon Adams this year, and and I've always liked Vernon Adams to be honest with you, and he's played well this year. So. Okay, so anyhow, I'm I guess I should call this because I, I don't think I did. Um, I'm picking BC with 48 points. I'm going on the underside of things. Um, And that's where that goes. The next game up is the Toronto Argonauts into Saskatchewan to play the Riders. Rudy's picking the Riders at 50 points. I I don't see that happening. I don't. Saskatchewan's not hungry. They have lost six straight games. They're, they're they're not they're, they're about to be eliminated from the playoffs, and but and, and I don't think they will be. 
I think they're actually going to hold on because Saskatchewan's not going to win another game, but I don't think Calgary's going to beat BC. So that if, if Calgary doesn't beat BC, then it's over for them. I think it is, isn't it? No, no, it's not. Is it next week? They have a chance. If, yeah, or if they play Calgary, Winnipeg. Yeah. If Calgary loses this week and Saskatchewan loses this week, then Winnipeg, then Calgary can still be in it if they beat. Yeah. Winnipeg. If next they beat week. Winnipeg. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And if so. they beat Winnipeg next week, then BC still has a shot at first. Uh, first place in the West. It's just, as long it's as still Winnipeg loses this week as well. But, yeah, but, Winnipeg but, has to lose two games. Right, right. And I got a feeling they're not – who do they play this week? They play – They're they're not so Edmonton. Edmonton. I don't see them Edmonton, Edmonton beating them, quite frankly, but, well, you never know. Yeah, That's why they play the games, know. but unlikely. You never know. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. Charles, come out of here and t- give me a, a pick on the Argo Rough Rider game. Uh, I'm going to be perfectly honest. I don't see the uh, Argos winning this game. Oh, excuse me, the Riders winning this game. <laughs> uh, you're right, okay. Jason. Boy, what a slip of the tongue that would have been. Um, Saskatchewan, what I saw from them last Did you hear that, Sparky? He picked, he picked the Riders. No, I did Sparky. not. Did you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> Nope. No, it's okay. definitely definitely uh, Argo is going to win this one. Um, after what I saw last week against Calgary, I just uh, they don't seem like a team. Uh, they've tuned. I think they've fully tuned out Craig Dickinson. Uh, their heart two years ago in it this year. <laughs> this one's going to be Toronto, I think. Again, I mean, I I I honestly see this as a similar game. As last week, Toronto had against Ottawa, where they'll they'll do enough to win and just kind of get it over with, and I can see that perfectly happening. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Toronto, and I'm gonna go 52 points with Toronto. 52. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. William. You know. You took the Riders. <laughs> Yeah, and I think Rudy is Rudy still within no distance or not? He's not. I no. don't think so. No. No. Okay. Okay. So maybe that's not why he did it. Because um, um, you guys weren't going to pick the riders. So. Well, Rudy is um, five five wins behind me. Okay. Well, he's, five he's, wins. Well, there's six. Well, I mean, I guess if he went, if you went zero and three this week, and he went three and zero, and then the same thing happened next week, I suppose he that could win. He could win at yeah, that okay. point, but uh, so good luck with that. Really mathematically, he could win. Statistically, there's not a fucking hope. So, so no. he's going. No, you're he's right. Going, going, he's going with Will's philosophy and pick opposite of what everybody else will pick. So. Yeah, but only in okay. one game. Um, right. I, I don't think there's any chance in hell that Toronto loses to Saskatchewan. No. Um, unless unless they put in their third string quarterback, and I don't even oh, he'll know beat who him. that is. 
he, he'd beat I him. I don't even know who that is. And, you know, put in a crappy running back and don't throw the ball. Um, so I'm going to go Toronto 43. Okay. You're going on the underside of things. Charles is going on the oversight of things. Mm-hmm. 40, uh, 50 and a half is the cover. Uh, Rudy's at 50 with the Riders. CJ's going with the Argos. I I don't – I would love to see Saskatchewan beat the Argos, but only because it, that needs to happen. I really kind of want to see Calgary in the playoffs, not the Riders. So uh, Argos are going to take this. There's, there's even a hope in hell the Riders are going to – I don't know. It's weird. I'm going with 48 points because that's what I do. Mm -hmm. And uh, with the Argos. And I just cannot believe the shit team that Saskatchewan is. And it actually, they, they won one more game this year than they did last year. So is that Craig Mm -hmm. Dickinson improving? Sure he is. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I There's no words for this. Edmonton Elks into Winnipeg to play the Bombers at IGF. Wow. Is this the game that Edmonton can win? Not the way they played last week. Absolutely not. If they play better football than they did last week, they would have a chance of taking this one away from Ed, mm-hmm. uh, Winnipeg. But if they play the way that they did this week, it's just disgusting. Um, yeah, I'm, I, I have no faith in them at all. So, Charles, you pick a score on this one. You're going with the Bombers? As much as I'd love to see... Uh... The Bombers lose this week because it keeps the Lions home, uh, Western final hopes alive and so on. I just can't see it. If they were playing somebody else, maybe. I just don't see um, that happening uh, this week. I just, uh, I think it's unlikely. I just think uh, Cal- um, Winnipeg is too good. I think they're going to sew up first place. Um, they are missing Dalton Schoen, so that's a big piece missing. He leads the league in receiving yards, but they've got enough weapons on that team, especially being that this is at home. I might consider it a little bit different um, but uh, if it were on the road, but um, no, I think this is going to go the way of uh, Winnipeg. They're going to win this one. I'll say Winnipeg. Uh, I hope I'm wrong, but I'll say Winnipeg 45 points. 45. Okay. I need to correct you on something here, Charles. You said what? Dalton Schoen is leading the league in receiving yards. Sorry. I meant to say leading the Bombers in receiving yards, not the league. I know okay. he doesn't lead the league. He's not leading the league. Tim White is in no, Hamilton is and then correct. Keon Hatcher in BC. That's right. right? And then Dalton Schoen, and then Alexander Hollins in BC. So BC has two of the top four. Yeah. Amazing. 
Okay. Um, yeah, so you took Winnipeg at 45. Is that correct? I did, yes. Okay. William? You know, maybe because there's been a couple of games this year where Winnipeg hasn't looked motivated. And maybe, no. <laughs> maybe they don't want to play the Western final in the snow. Okay? Maybe. Maybe they'd rather come to BC place and play the Western final. Uh, maybe. You never dream. Come on down. Maybe. Maybe. You're dreaming. You never know. Maybe. So, so, and maybe um, Trey Ford has the game of his life. And maybe... Zach Kolaris gets hurt in the first quarter. And maybe their field goal kicker dies in a car accident an hour before the game. So based on the maybes, I'm going to, in honor of Rhonda Hopi, I'm going to pick Edmonton and I'm going to say 43. Wow. And maybe a Wolverine would make a good house pet. Maybe. 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 Where did that come from? I just thought it off the top. I I actually, I think I heard that in a uh, movie or something, and it just popped into my head. (laughs) Maybe a Wolverine would make a nice house pet. and, And maybe in another lifetime, my nickname used to be Twiggy. Okay. <laughs> I don't think so. I think there's more mass in your right arm than there is in her entire body. Maybe. Anyways. Maybe. Yeah. 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 Oh, uh, geez. Have you ever seen that uh, YouTube video on the honey badger? Yes funny as hell anyhow um okay i am gonna go with the line oh sorry with uh the bombers sorry to say i believe the bombers are gonna win and i would be very happy losing points on this one uh and i'll go with 48 because i'm very uncreative at this point in time So it's kind of interesting, kind of not, kind of whatever. We only have three games. We only have three games to talk about next week. And then the season's over. It's just like, can you believe it? It just seems like it just started. Didn't we just start football? It always seems to go quickly. Yeah. And and Rudy, the dumb shit, keeps, keeps making the comment that 18-game season is too much. I honestly don't think 28 games would be too much. But then I'm not playing the game anymore, so I'm kind of happy about that. Okay. Where are we going now? Well, i got to go up to Charles's agenda, and we don't even know where that is. Way up there. Way up there. 
It can't be that far. I posted it yesterday. Yeah, it's that far up. It's way up there, buddy. Okay, so we finished all of those games, so we don't have to do that. I don't have one negative thing to say. Riders head coach Craig Dickinson praises players, preaches togetherness after devastating loss to the Stamps. You know, one of the things that I really don't like is when people, you make a comment or something, and people turn around and say, are you drunk? Or I want the drugs that you're on. Or, you know, it's just like somebody says something and you just disagree with it so strongly that the only way that they could have that opinion is that they are doing mind-altering substances. And I, I totally disagree with that philosophy and that attack on people but the the reality is Craig Dickinson has to be on drugs because there's no way that he can come up and say this and believe it it's not possible no I don't think he's on drugs but you know what it is he's been living well he's not trying to save his job no, no, he's been living in Regina for how many years now? That's enough to make anybody go nuts. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I I just think sometimes guys are a little bit delusional, and I think and I think in his case that's what it is. But I mean, what is he gonna say? There's no hope. We're fucked. Blah, 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 blah. He's not going to do that. Sure. No, shut the fuck up. Don't say a thing. Well. Yeah. A good call. You, you might, uh, what he's saying, though, is, is delusional. It's something that nobody buys into. Nobody believes. I mean, other coaches, they'll, they'll at least try and make excuses and stuff like that. I mean, to just say that there's no negatives and that you don't see it, that's just crazy. You can see the problems. Yeah. When when I was young, when I was young, and and I mean small, my mom used to have these um, plastic or rubber or whatever um, fridge magnets, right? And they used to be all over the place. And one of them was shaped like Abraham Lincoln's head, okay? And this is a quote by Abraham Lincoln. And I've always... stuck in my head and I will always remember this to the day I die because it is so true. It is better to remain silent and thought a fool than to speak up and remove all doubt. Yeah, but if you just don't say anything, you look stupid. Christopher. But if you he open your mouth talk- and say something stupid, then 100% everybody but, knows but, you're an idiot. But, but, but he wasn't talking about football coaches. Who, Abraham Lincoln? Yes, I think he was talking about anybody in general. Correct. But football coaches are a little on the... You you know, he would have been better off to go in front of the press and say, I have absolutely no fucking response to what happened in this game. And turn around and leave. Mm-hmm. I could respect him. 
you know, you, you can say, well, he's not wrong. You know, you don't have to call anybody out. You don't have to say your team played like shit. You don't have to say anything and just say, I have nothing to say about that game. Mm-hmm. And leave. And all of a sudden you go, wow, yeah, he's kind of pissed. I wonder how the practices are going to go, right? Um, like, you need to emote something. You need to show emotions. You, you cannot be happy and content with how your team is performing. You've just lost six straight games. Okay? Mm-hmm. You, you cannot... You cannot be content. You cannot be passive about this. You have to show emotion. You have to prove to the fans that this is not acceptable. You don't have to call out one person, the O-line. You don't have to call out the receivers. You don't have to call out anybody. You call out the whole fucking team and just say this was just an unacceptable performance on all levels. You could say that, and you wouldn't be wrong. Or you just say, I'm not happy with what happened today, and leave. Mm -hmm. But to come out and say, (laughs) come out and say, I don't Mm -hmm. have one negative thing to say. Praises, praises, togetherness, and devastation. He's delusional. It's crazy time. There's nothing wrong with criticizing your team if they didn't play well. No. And calling things out. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, as long as it's done in in good yeah, taste, you it's can not do it done abusively. Yeah. Okay. But you know, this is not sunshine and rainbows and unicorn farts. True. Okay, but it, it's it's funny as hell. I mean, seriously. Mm-hmm. Okay, the I next mean, one here makes him sound ridiculous. Well, he is being ridiculous. I mean, seriously, have you been watching his press conferences for the last month? They, it just it boggles the mind that he he can't believe this stuff, but. He says it so convincingly that you think that he does. Okay. Dalton Schoen, Winnipeg Blue Bombers' number one receiver, did not practice this week. Now, it is reported that he lost his um, Achilles in last week's game. So, who was it that they played? I was going to say, where did you hear that from? Because I haven't heard that. I've seen you that haven't in a heard that? Places. No, yeah. no, I haven't. Is that yeah, right? I, I'm I, not saying it's I, true. I don't know if it is, but... I, I don't know if it's true or not. I've heard it, and it's not from any official type of thing. Uh, it's kind of like... Uh, Will McDonald knowing somebody within the Stampeders organization 
and telling us that there is lack of leadership in the dressing room. Is that a credible source to the rest of the world? It's a credible source to Will, but is it to me? Because I don't know who you're talking about. So I don't know whether or not that's a correct statement or not. I don't doubt it for a heartbeat. It would explain a lot of things, mm-hmm. but it's not come to us through any official channel. This is somebody within the bomber organization or something in there has said that Dalton Schoen has uh, an Achilles problem. Now, I'm not going to say he ruptured it. I'm just saying that he is not. That's, that's his problem. I've heard Achilles, and I've also heard ankle. The, the same union, different local. Pretty much, yeah. I broke my ankle, and it ruptured my Achilles. So, <sighs> I don't know. It, 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 it's a shitty injury. It is a shitty injury. And if it, if it is his Achilles, he might not be back for next season. Yeah. I mean, let's face facts. It's only six months away. Right? Mm-hmm. Maybe seven. Wishful thinking. But it, it's, it's really not that long, and, and Achilles needs time. Oh, my God, does it need time. I mean, I was still using crutches almost a year later. Mm-hmm. So, anyhow, um, let's move on. You, so you haven't seen anything on that at all, then, William. But, Charles, you have. I've seen rumors, but nothing official. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I haven't yeah, seen yeah. anything. I haven't seen anything. I haven't seen so. anything official either. I just – a couple I, of different people that's been on two different sites – from two different yeah. people have said that. Yeah, they're bomber fans. Yeah, but of course, and I did Mike see the report this morning this. saying he was done for the season, but um, no reason given. Yeah. Okay, so Calgary Stampeders suspend receiver Tommy Lee Lewis. Now, Tommy Lee Lewis went away on a bye week and hasn't returned. His wife is, uh, is expecting a ch- their child, and uh, I guess he's spending time with her and wants to be there for the delivery of it, their child. Understandable all the same. Uh, suspension is usually what happens when a player doesn't, isn't able to play but is not injured, they will suspend him. Now, that could be suspend him because he didn't get a passport in time. He could be suspended for a a plethora of different reasons. This is because he wants to stay at home and watch his child be born. Understandable. Mm -hmm. Is it acceptable to Calgary? This is where this story from Three Down Nation fails itself because there's nothing in it that says that the Calgary Stampeders are mad or upset or uh, he didn't communicate properly or this was prearranged and everything is fine. 
uh, we're just suspending mm-hmm. him so that it doesn't go against our salary cap. So he, mm-hmm. he doesn't get paid for the games that he doesn't come right now because he's suspended. Right? If he was a healthy scratch, they would still have to pay him. And it would go against their cap. But being suspended, it does not. So I understand the ramifications on the manager, manager side of things. But the article stinks in the concept of it really doesn't tell us much other than the fact that he wants to be at home with the baby. Do you have any wisdom on this, William? No, I I saw that Dave Dickinson, they did ask him at his daily press conference, and he said... It's just something they do. They suspend players, and they didn't say they were angry at them. But when you use that word, suspension, everybody thinks it's, oh. And in reality, I don't think it it is because he's actually been one of the best Stampeders this year. So, Kick returner, yes. Yes, and in this modern day, you know, they make concessions for these things that they never used to. You know what I mean? I do. So mm-hmm. I still, I don't agree with it, but that's just me. <laughs> you don't agree with them doing it or you don't agree with it happening? I, I don't agree with guys missing games because they're going to have a kid. That's just me, though. Yeah, and and if it was an ordinary Joe who works in your factory or or one of your installers or something, I'd understand him taking the day off or or whatever. But, you know, he hasn't come back since their bye week. When was their bye week? Mm -hmm. Was it last week or two weeks ago? He hasn't come back yet. You know, and they're they've just and yeah, I think no. and I think he's I think he's had the baby already. So yeah, that's what I read too. Maybe they're maybe they're just you know he just wants to spend some time or something. I guess. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and that's fine. You want to be a dad? Go ahead and be a dad. But you know mm-hmm. you, you should you should. I'm, I'm not going to say plan your life a little bit better around your football season, but you should understand your priorities and you're coming down into the playoffs right now. And, and you, your team still has serious playoff implications that you need to be there. You're an important piece in this puzzle. Speaking of bad jokes, um, I heard one today. What is a oh, what is a burnt pizza? Oh, I can't remember it anymore. <clears throat> oh man, <laughs> I'm getting old. I can't e- even come close to to doing this. I know the punchline. I know two-thirds of the joke, but I missed the back heart. <laughs> oh, 
Well, maybe it'll come to you. Maybe it will. Maybe it will. I don't know. I, I, I could probably look it up, see if I can Google it. It'll come to you at 3 o'clock in the morning out of a dead Probably. Place. Oh, you'll wake up. And oh, I was up at crap. 3 o'clock last morning, so everybody went to Calgary. Edmonton, you mean? Yeah, sorry, Edmonton. Oh, oh, yeah, this is it. This, yeah, I sorry. completely forgot sorry. about that one. Okay, what what does a burnt pizza, a pregnant woman, and a frozen beer have in common? I don't know. An idiot didn't take it out in time. No. Oh, my God. Good oh boy. Ooh, bad. Okay. Hey, Sorry. Chris, Christopher, why didn't why didn't you go to Edmonton? Somebody had to feed the I wasn't person. asked. Oh. I, I wasn't oh. asked. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah, no, I was actually I was kind of pissed off about it the whole thing. They just had it up on the board that they were going to Edmonton. They never told me that they were going. They didn't to- tell me who was going. They didn't do anything until like the day before and uh it was kind of like see you later. Okay. And I, it, I'm perfectly okay not going because it's like a nine-hour drive from here with three small boys. I, I'm perfectly okay not spending 18 hours in the car over the weekend with my grandkids. Uh-huh. Perfectly okay with it. But, you know, it, it's kind of one of those things that I could have jumped on one of these flare flights or whatever it is for $49 from Kelowna to Edmonton, and I could have met them there. They could have come and picked me up at the airport. I wouldn't have had to drive with the little monsters. <laughs> I'll fly out and meet you. Yeah. Anyhow, they went to West Edmonton Mall. They went to, they're going to an Oilers game tomorrow night or something, I guess. And uh, my, my grandson, my eldest grandson, is a, a huge Oilers fan, which I just absolutely don't understand. Um, why Oilers? And uh, he went and bought one of those expensive jerseys today with uh, some some guy's name on it. I don't even know who it is. Uh, McDavid Connor, or something. Connor, Connor, Connor McDavid. McDavid. Yeah, I have no idea who this dude is. He's the best hockey player in the world, Christopher. Yeah. Oh, is he? Okay, well, my, my yes. eight-year-old grandson by, just bought his jersey today. By far and away, Okay. Okay. And he plays for Edmonton? Yeah. Yes, sir. Is that because they got like the – Yeah, is that because it it was like the draft pick? They got number one draft pick or something? Yeah. Yes, sir. Okay. I I have no idea. I do not follow hockey at all. (sighs) Not one iota. Nobody, nobody, Nobody would ever choose to play in Edmonton otherwise, okay? No, not on purpose. I understand. No, but not not no. that Vancouver's any better. I don't know, Charles. Are they? Not really. No. 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 Okay. Nor Calgary. Nor Calgary. Yeah. <laughs> you know, everybody's everybody's down on 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 uh, the president of the uh, NHL. What's his name? Bettman. Gary, Gary Bettman. Bettman. 
because there hasn't been any Stanley Cups won by Canadian teams in, in what, three decades or something. Um, but it's because the teams suck. <laughs> I mean, you've got to, the, the Flames, the Oilers, the Canucks, and the Leafs. I mean, does it get any worse than all of those fucking teams? Seriously. Yeah, Winnipeg. And the Jets. Yeah, Winnipeg. Jets, yeah, Winnipeg. Jets are the bad. Jets are terrible. I mean, I mean the, the only other two teams I don't even know about are, are Ottawa and Montreal. And are they doing any better? Nope. Ottawa's improving. Montreal pretty much sucks, too. So how can you blame somebody for not winning a Stanley Cup in Canada when your team sucks? I mean, this is the, – the Canadian division of the NHL is kind of like the Eastern division of the CFL. It's just like they're fucking losers. Uh, and then this year's the anomaly where we've got three terrible Western teams. We honestly could have had a discussion of an Eastern crossover this year if Ottawa was not as bad as they were. Well, we talked about it a few times. Yeah, it did never. We at least talked about it. I, I, I would bet yep. money that it will never happen, but this was the closest that I've ever seen it to. Yeah. It, it was absolutely never, terrible. Never is a long time. I know. But, I mean, it's been 40 years. I haven't seen a, a, a strong Eastern division. No. No. Where all the teams are playing hard. Doesn't right. happen. I mean, yeah, there's always yeah, a the, shitty team the, in the West. No doubt about it. There's always a shitty team mm-hmm. in the West. But there's very rarely is there three shitty teams in the West. True that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so did we, we picked all of our scores. We're on the, on the thing here. Tommy Lee Lewis has been suspended. Let's move down the agenda and see what we got. Oh, uh, Jacksonville Jaguars promoted Canadian quarterback Nathan Rourke to the a- active roster, and I was talking about that. The, the game is now over. It was 24-24. The game was tied with a couple minutes left in the game. And Jacksonville scores a touchdown. I have no idea whether Nathan Rourke even touched the field. I don't, I don't, I don't believe, believe he did. did. No, uh, he Lawrence was the quarterback. Is he the number one quarterback? And he got Tre- Yes, Trevor Lawrence, yes. So he tweaked yes, his knee or something? So he played the entire yes. game by the looks of it. I'm so, surprised because I had heard he wasn't even going to play, but apparently uh, – Yeah. Yeah. What I saw was they were out on the field and he was he was playing. So Lawrence played most of the game. Now they they did take the uh, New Orleans Saints quarterback off the field. Uh, Carr, mm-hmm. I believe his name is. He he pulled his groin. So they 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 carried him uh-huh. off. So anyhow, uh-huh. uh, that's the the most I'm going to talk about NFL. Uh, Nathan Rourke was activated from the practice roster to the active roster. He is now making $42,000 a week. Yeah. Plus his $200,000 signing bonus. Mm -hmm. So now there was a... And apparently on the practice roster, he was still making $12,000 a week, which is not bad coin. 
No, no but 42000 is much better. Yes, yep. it is. Right. I mean, there's people who don't make $42,000 in a year. Yes, that's true. And he's making it per week. So, uh, anyhow, speaking of, um, where was I going with this? You, 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 you changed directions on me. Having a senior moment again. Okay, anyhow. Um, well, I don't know. Oh, oh, Winnipeg armchair quarterback. Oh, no, armchair. You know what I'm talking about? The group that uh, Jared Zanich, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. arm chase or whatever uh, he's going by these days. Um, he posted a link up there about Chris Strebler. So Strebler is a free agent in the NFL. He has got no – nobody's – his phone is not ringing, okay? He now has the minimum pension. Is he now going to come back to the CFL? Is he going to come back as a number one quarterback in the CFL and make $500,000 a year? This was the question that that Zane asked, Jared asked, sorry. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of the answers from somebody there said that he says he has no interest in coming back to the CFL. He has a quarterback school down in the States and has, he's done. He, He literally is retiring from football. And he well, maybe. gave this. He gave this interview uh, before or during the banjo bowl, and that's one of the comments that came up from one of the bomber fans. And Jared said, "I didn't hear that." And he goes, and "The guy goes, yeah, you were too busy taking shots, shooters." Anyhow, um, yeah, so. He would, I mean, but the question to me, and Bomber fans are all big on Strebler, Strebler, Strebler. If he comes back right now, he's not going to come in a backup role for the Bombers. He's going to want to be a number one quarterback because he's arrogant enough to believe that he's an NFL quarterback. So he should be the number one quarterback. Are, Are Bomber fans prepared to pension off Zach Caleros at this point in time? He's the number three quarterback in the league right now, and, and and which is you could probably say he's number two because the number two quarterback right now in the league is Jake Mayer, and that's just ridiculous. That's um, ri- yeah, <laughs> right. So, I mean, it, it it goes Vernon Adams, Jake Mayer, Zach Caleros, and then Chad Kelly in total yards. So yeah, just remove mayor out of the list there uh anyhow so there's no way that you're going to just you know it, it, it comes back down to that travis lule mike riley thing right you know mike riley's an amazing quarterback but you know you've got travis lule why would you why would you put him on the bench you don't do it right you don't do it correct you got dave dickinson nope. you got casey printers what who, do you do who? you know 
You don't. Who, you don't put. Who, who fucking cares about Chris Trevler? He was a nobody. He was and a nobody, but biggest, he actually made his his biggest claim to fame was he wore a fur coat at the fucking Grey Cup parade, and apparently without without a shirt. And apparently, and apparently the that fur coat belonged to his ex girlfriend, and he had to give it back. Yeah. So, and just so you know, Christopher Jones, the difference between the starting QB in Jacksonville and Nathan Rourke is the starting quarterback in Jacksonville makes $500,000 a week. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, No doubt about it. I have no, no. So that's why he gets... That's why he gets to play. Well, and, and I would play him. I, I'm and not questioning only, why is, we're not playing hey, him. Charles, I'm just saying hey, Charles, that they, they did. Only, Charles, this is only his third year, right? Yes, it's only his third year. Yeah, it's his third year. Correct. Yeah. So, okay. So, if Nathan wants to ever start in the NFL, he's got to go somewhere else for sure. And he probably knows that. I mean, he signed with Jacksonville because Henry Burris was there. Mm-hmm. Before the start of the season, Henry Burris wasn't there. That's correct. So he's and 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 Jacksonville with Henry Burris gave him a two hundred thousand dollar American signing bonus, guaranteed uh-huh. money. Two hundred two hundred twelve thousand uh-huh. or something it was two hundred twenty one thousand. That's huge. Yeah. Nobody else was, you yeah. know, that's huge. Yep. You know, NFL teams will just sign you up and, and put you on the meat wagon and, and when, throw you away when you're done. And, and but if somebody's going to toss you a quarter of a million dollars. People don't know this, but uh, if you come off the practice roster and go on the NFL active Act. roster and say, say they put you back on the practice roster next week, they still have to pay you three yes. weeks of your Correct. NFL salary. So, so well, he's gonna get, he's gonna get uh, forty two thousand for the next three weeks. Yeah, minimum. Minimum. Yeah. Even minimum. if they put him back on the practice roster tomorrow. Yeah. Correct. But don't, don't doesn't he have to once he goes up the active roster? Doesn't he have to clear waivers now? Mm-hmm. No. No, I don't think no? so. They, they can put him back on the practice roster? Absolutely. But any team if can claim him it, off the practice roster. If it's, can't like, they? If, it's like, if it's like the CFL, okay, if a team claim, tries to claim you off the practice roster, the team that owns them has 48 hours to put them on the active roster. Right. So... And I would assume the NFL is probably similar. It, and that would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, shit. Land just fell off the top of my desk here. It was terrible. Came scooting at me. Okay, so we got one thing left in here. What time is it? It's 12 minutes left. An early peek at the all-star results. Now, this is stupid. I, and I, I know, don't mean this in any... Yeah, I do. I mean this in total disrespect. Um, 
how do you have your your all star ballots are being picked by fans? Huh. Every league does it now. It does it mean anything? Uh, I think all-star games in general, basically, they've lost most of their meaning. It used to be, in the olden days, it used to be an honor to uh, to be named an all-star, especially when it was like the writers and, you know, people that, that uh, know um, football, football taking them. But now yeah. it's just a popularity contest. That's all that's become. That's what fan voting does for you. Yeah, but it's, it, like it's whatever, sport. whoever has the most fans. I mean, seriously, Saskatchewan right now, if their fans were as passionate as they were a decade ago, even though they're in last place, or not totally, but you know what I mean, their, 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 their quarterback would be, you know, the MOP because there was just so many fans voting over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And their mother and their dog and their cousin or, or girlfriend, same thing. Um, it, 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 it just fan votes don't work. They simply don't work. I mean, Dalton Schoen is the number one receiver, received the most amount of votes. Number two is Nick Dembski. Nick Dembski's not in the top 15 receivers in the league, yet he's the number two yes, but, wide receiver in voting. Because why? Yes. Bomber fans right now are passionate. No, no. The reason why is, and, and I can say this since Rudy's not on the podcast tonight, is there's nothing else to do in Winnipeg. Yeah. That's why. That's why they sell out football games. And they can sit there there's and nothing, uh, they can. There's nothing. Sit there all night and vote. Do. There's nothing else to do in Winnipeg, and they do have a nice stadium. And I'm telling you. I mean. Yeah. Anyways. It 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 like okay the the top quarterback. Zach Caleros, the two receivers, Dalton Schoen and Nick Dembski, running back, Brady Oliveira, uh-huh. offensive lineman, uh-huh. Stanley Bryant. What's this got in common? Is there any common denominator here? Yeah, they're all bombers. Uh-huh. Okay. And, 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 and here, oh, best linebacker, Adam Big Hill. Okay. Defensive back, Demario Houston. Who's Houston? Wait, oh, wait, he's a bomber. Wait, but- but are you sure these are just the all-star votes for the Bombers? No, this and is then for they the pick league. From that, get no, out this of is here. the league. I'm dead serious. This is no, the league. Really? Because the yes, defensive eh? lineman is Matthew Betts, BC Lion. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. So first non-bomber. Okay. But Willie Jefferson was number two. Yeah. Okay. Then the linebacker was Adam Big Hill, okay? Kicker is Sergio Castillo, okay? Even though Sean White has got 5% better kicking. Yeah. Okay? And then so does Boris Beattie. 
you know, Castillo is garbage in compared to the other two. Uh, punter is, is Jamison Sheehan. Who is, who's Jamison Sheehan? Bombers. Bomber? Bombers. Okay. Yeah. And special teams is Mario Alfred, which I believe that's a rider. Yes. Okay, so that's it. So Mario Alfred and Adam Bet- uh, Matthew Betts. The the only two that weren't bombers in all of this, and this is a league wide vote. It just tells you that you know that the bomber fans are the ones that are are passionate about this right now, and they're the ones that are voting, and they're blind faith voting. And there's nothing else to do. <laughs> there's nothing else to do. Uh, I mean, I, I, I'm sure that these guys out there set their alarm clock so that they can vote at the specific time, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, every six hours you can vote. So they vote, and then they set their alarm clock for six hours, and they go back and vote again. Because they want their team uh-huh. me- members to get to to win this, right? I mean, uh-huh. it, I don't get it. I don't understand why. It is kind yeah, of ridiculous. I understand what you're saying. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. How do you vote for Sergio Castillo? I mean, how do you? How can you do that when there's at least two better players. How do you get Nick Dempsey in there as the number two receiver? I mean, there's an argument for Zach Caleros. No doubt about it. You know, he's he's literally number two in passing yards, not counting Jake Mayer in there. Right. Um, I mean, his... Where's Jake, where's, where's Jake Mayer? He's number two. Get the fuck out Total of here. Total yards. Really? Yeah, no, he's number totally two yards. I think he's talking about in votes, though, where's Jake Mayer doesn't even say. Oh, no, he, no, no, he, no he's no, not no, even on the no. list. What? Could you tell me what, what's Jake Mayer's touchdown to interception ratio? It's not Give me a second. I'm on my way there. Oh, okay. Do, 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 do. Um, Jake Mayer is number three. It, it's Adam Caleros, Mayer, Kelly is where it is. Sorry, I, I had Mayer and Caleros mixed up. His touchdown to interception ratio is fifteen to sixteen. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, it, it, th- th- that's backwards. Sixteen to fifteen. So he's basically uh-huh. one so for he, one. He's got one more touchdown uh-huh. than he does interception. Yeah. Uh-huh. And people and Vernon Adams is uh, Vernon Adams is thirty-one there. and seventeen, and Zach Caleros yeah. is thirty-two and fifteen. Uh-huh. Chad Kelly's way down there. He's 22 and 11. He doesn't throw a lot of touchdown passes. You know, and and I I had this discussion with somebody that I got to watch my time here. We're running out of time. Um, I don't believe that touchdown passes is an important statistic. And I'll give you my example. Okay. You take the ball on your five yard line. Okay. And you throw the ball and throw the ball and throw the ball and throw the ball and you march down the field, you throw the ball and you march down the field, 
and then you get to the end zone and you get right to the end zone and you're on the one yard line and the backup quarterback comes in and pushes it into the end zone and gets yep. the touchdown. Okay. Yep. But your quarterback just threw for a hundred yards. Okay. But didn't get a touchdown. He didn't get a rushing touchdown either because they took him out of the game and put somebody else in there. And the running back didn't get the touchdown because they put the third string quarterback in. So you cannot go, you cannot judge a running back by the amount of touchdowns he gets. You can't, you can't judge a no, receiver you by, by the amount of touchdowns he gets. And you can't judge a quarterback by the amount of touchdowns he throws or runs. Touchdowns is a stupid fucking stat. Because if you, you go into the running, running department, you know who has the most running quarter, uh, touchdowns, rushing touchdowns? Oh, I know. It's a quarterback. Um, Last year, was, I don't uh, remember. Last year, it was what's his name for Ottawa? Not Ottawa. Is it Dustin Crum? It's Dustin Crum. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Dustin Crum has nine, nine rushing touchdowns. In second mm-hmm. place is Chad Kelly with eight rushing touchdowns. Caleb Evans with eight rushing touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Then you go up there and you got Brady Oliveira, James Butler, and AJ Ole, all with seven. So it's stupid. I mean, how do you how do you give the you know? I mean, Cornelius Taylor Cornelius has six touchdowns, rushing touchdowns, not passing, rushing. Yeah. I don't think he has any fucking touchdowns otherwise. No. He's we're almost out of time here, so I just noticed. Yeah. Yeah, one minute. Okay. Um this has been Let's Talk CFL Podcast, episode number five hundred and fifty two. I'm Vinny Host, Christopher Jones. Had fun talking football with my buddies here. Uh we're in week twenty of the 2023 CFL season. Uh, two more weeks to go. Three games this weekend. Uh, enjoy them. Uh, watch football, and because uh, it's going to go away real quick. Take care, Charles. Say good night. Thirty seconds. Good night, folks. Thanks. Thank you for listening, and we will talk to you next week. And William. Good night, everybody. Watch football this week, and remember. The Stampeders only have to win five more games to become the Grey Cup champions. But, you know, the problem with tonight's um, podcast, we didn't talk about – oh, Charles, he hung up. Why does he hang up all the time? Who hung up? No, I know oh, you're well. here, but Willie hangs up all the time. We didn't talk yeah. about – what's his name? Oh, Marcus um, Crandall. Uh,